Skin Series. I'm Danika. And I'm Hayley. And we are here to chat all things skin. As clinical naturopaths and corneotherapists, we are here to share our knowledge and passion for helping people heal their skin conditions in a holistic way. Join us for a deep dive into debunking beauty myths, how your gut, hormones, diet, and lifestyle factors influence your skin, and our unique philosophy on how to care for your skin topically. As always, this advice is general and not designed to diagnose or treat any conditions. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before beginning any treatments. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode three. In today's episode, we'll be talking about what is corneotherapy, how is a corneotherapist we use an advanced skin analysis method to assess our client's skin, the importance of the skin barrier and the components of it, as well as an introduction to the epidermis, which is the top five layers of the skin, the signs of an impaired skin barrier, and ways to protect your skin barrier. Lots of fun to come. (laughs) But first, how is your week, Hayley? Yeah, my week has been good. We are in week seven or eight of lockdown. (laughs) We're losing count. Um, But been really lucky to have some beautiful weather this week. So, yeah, just been trying to get outside and go for walks and really fortunate to live opposite the beach. So making sure I'm getting down, you know, and going for swims. I find the ocean can be such a nice... um, energy reboot for me mm-hmm. um and yeah just been busy with some worky stuff what about you d yeah pretty much the same trying to get out as much as possible enjoy the beautiful sunshine obviously coming from melbourne uh winter there is not like here so sydney winter is epic i'm loving the sunshine um and just yeah trying to exercise and move my body as much as i can try and eat good food and all of that stuff and try and connect to people as much as possible. Lots of Zooms and everything, which we're kind of over, but it's it's a good way to stay connected. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And I think there's some important things when, you're, when you are in lockdown, making sure you're eating well and getting enough sleep mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, getting sunlight and, mm-hmm. and getting out in nature is, is really important. So yeah. there's all those little things that just kind of make the experience a little bit more tolerable. tolerable. <laughs> Um, so at the yeah. start of each episode, we really wanted to share with you guys, um, a, you know, one of our recommendations of anything we've been listening to that week, whether it's an interesting podcast or a book we've been reading, a show we've been watching, or maybe an activity that we're taking part in. So, um, Danica, what's your recommendations for the week? So I found this awesome YouTube channel that um, does Pilates workouts. So her name is Move with Nicole. And I found I was getting really unmotivated to do workouts. Obviously, the gyms are closed, so I can't go and do my normal classes. So I just found her workouts are really easy to do and really effective. So if you're in lockdown and you're feeling unmotivated, check out Move with Nicole on YouTube for some fun Pilates. Great. We love Pilates. (laughs) What about you, House? Yeah, so my recommendation for the week is a podcast called All in the Mind, which um, Rami, who works for me, recommended. It's um, by the ABC, so it's a really interesting podcast on different mind conditions and how the brain works, which I find really interesting. Um, There was a cool episode on psilocybin Mm -hmm. and MDMA therapy for PTSD, for anxiety and depression, which I find really so interesting. really interesting. Mm. And there was another episode on there which I just um, reminded myself of. Um, a girl has such an insanely vivid memory that she can remember a couple of days after she was born. Oh my god! Yeah. So she's got like Wild. a she's got an autographic 
autographical memory. So she doesn't forget anything. She can remember what day of the week it was on any particular day. She can remember what was happening in the world at that time. So that was quite cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Cool recommendation. I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, okay, so let's get started on today's episode. So, Haley, can you start us off with uh, telling us what corneotherapy is? Yeah, so this is important to let you guys know about because um, sometimes when I'm telling clients about corneotherapy, they're always like, huh? Um, yeah, when I told someone that I was a corneotherapist, they thought I was an eye doctor. Yeah, <laughs> or, they, or if they think it's iridology, the iridology, they're like, oh, cool, can you assess through my iris? <laughs> so no, it's got nothing to do with the eye. Corneotherapy is all about um, maintaining and repairing the barrier of the skin, which is our final layer of skin. And that is called the stratum corneum. So that's why we call ourselves corneotherapy. So protecting this is really, really, really important for um, skin health and is always at the forefront of our mind as corneotherapists. Um, And the reason this is so important is because unfortunately a lot of the beauty industry has been about removing and disrupting this protective layer. And that's led to, unfortunately, some um, consequences as well. So I like to explain the barrier. Imagine a roof. So you've got all your tiles on your roof and they're your skin cells. So if we go and remove these tiles from that roof, then what we lose is water and oil, which escapes. Uh, and oil, oil, water and oil is really, really protective for the skin. And then all of a sudden we've got holes in our skin roof. So then things from the outside world can start penetrating through that top layer. So think bacteria, dirt, pollution, UV. Um, And what that does is it disrupts your inner skin house. So that's really, really first and foremost at our minds when when we're treating client skin. Another thing we do as corneotherapists is we identify skin types. So understanding someone's skin type ensures that we're always, um, our treatment plan is always respecting that skin type and working with that skin type. And in the land of corneotherapy, we believe there's three different skin types. So you can be lipid dry, which means your skin's not producing enough of its own natural oils. Um, You can be lipid, which means you're producing a lot of natural oils, sometimes too much natural oils. And then something called diffuse redness. And that just means that your epidermis is a little bit thinner so that your capillaries poke up and through the surface. And you'll see on clients, it might be flushing or it might be telangiectasia, which is those little kind of capillary red squiggles that you can see on your face. And and being a diffuse red skin type can lead to things like rosacea if we're not protecting that so understanding those skin characteristics from that skin type is really really important and a question I always like to ask my clients is what's your heritage because it gives us an understanding of what characteristics they might be presenting with and it gives us a clue as to what skin type they might be falling into as well so let's say someone with a diffuse red skin type they're typically from Scotland or Ireland or England or Wales And usually people with a diffuse red skin type are a little bit more on the drier side as well. Um, Whereas someone maybe from Asia or Africa or Europe, they might be a lipid skin type. So they've got a good natural oil flow in their skin. So understanding this from the beginning is really, really important. And then from there, we work out deficiencies within the skin. So what is your skin requiring to bring itself back into balance? So let's say, for example... A lipid dry skin type that might be struggling with acne 
we don't need to go in there and kind of strip all the natural oils from that person's skin or scrub away the evidence of acne. They're actually deficient in some particular good fats. So we actually want to be giving back to the skin. Um, something like linoleic acid, which is an omega-6, is really, really important for people struggling with acne. When I see acne, I'm also looking at someone who needs help with increasing their enzyme activity. And enzymes help to break down the roof tiles and they help our skin to naturally desquamate. So remove from that top layer and fall onto the floor. And then, you know, good enzyme activity will also reduce that follicular blockage. So there's things that we're kind of really looking at when we're doing our advanced skin analysis assessment that allows us to then take all that information and then formulate a customized skincare prescription. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's such an in-depth process. And just going back to like the acne, I think there's a misled idea that if you've got acne, then you've got a really oily skin. Mm-hmm. So then people are reaching for oil-free cleansers or things that are going to strip the oils. And in fact, that's actually making their condition worse. Yep. So that's why it's really important to have that kind of in-depth skin analysis to actually find out what your skin type is because it will change the way that it's treated. Um, And it's also really important to repair and focus on repairing the skin barrier. So this acts as our first line of defense against the outside world. So if we think of our skin as our protective wrapping that holds everything together and keeps our foreign invaders out. So we have three barriers of defense. So the first one is our lipid bilayer. So think of that as the oil covering on the skin. So this is protecting our skin and locking in water content. So if you think, um, picture like a a glass of water and if you pour some oil on the top, that's going to form a film over the top. So that's basically what's happening in our skin too, is this oil is sitting on top and it's stopping that water from escaping from the skin. The second barrier of defense is our acid mantle. So this is where our microbiome is and this is also where the pH of our skin is. So whether our skin is acidic or alkaline, Um, It will depend on the health of the acid mantle. So we really want our skin to be in an acidic state. Um, So this is made up of sweat, sebum, oil, and this is where our immune system is. So this prevents pathogenic bacteria from overgrowing and causing things like acne. So our third layer of defense is the stratum corneum. So this is our top layer of skin. This Uh, layer allows nutrients to pass through and it should keep things from the environment out. So remember those roof tiles that Hayley was saying, Um, if they're healthy, they should look like beautiful kind of cooked rice sitting nice and uniform and flat on the surface. So if they're unhealthy, it's more like rice bubbles. And we then we get these kind of little gaps in between them and that can let foreign invaders out. Oh, sorry, let foreign invaders in, but it can also let water evaporate out. So then we can get dehydrated skin as well. Yeah, so, so we're yeah. looking for nice cooked rice, yeah. not rice bubbles. <laughs> cooked rice. Dinner rice, skin. not breakfast rice. <laughs> yeah, so it's really important that those defense systems are working really well. And there's lots of things that we actually do on a daily basis that can impair this defense system. And some of these things that we're doing, we're actually doing, you know, think we're helping our skin, but unintentionally we're damaging that barrier. And some of that can be, you know, I guess, you know, with skincare, we're putting that on our skin morning and night. So it's going to definitely have a direct influence on our skin health. So if you're using skincare that contains something called an emulsifier, this, they put emulsifiers in skincare because it really helps to foam up that that cleanser which everyone likes that foaming action but these can actually strip protective oils from your skin and remember no oil means loss of water 
Um, so anyone out there that has a cleanser where it's, their skin feels squeaky clean and tight afterwards, this is not a good sign. I repeat, this is not, not a, a good, good sign. sign. <laughs> uh, another thing they put in skincare is synthetic preservatives. So they put this in skincare because it prevents the product from growing bacterial mold, which we obviously don't want. But preservatives can also disrupt our healthy microbiome on our skin by reducing the good bacteria on our skin, um, leading to things like acne or fungal folliculitis. Um, another thing they put in skincare is fragrances. And I think a lot of the time um, people go, oh, I love that skin product because it smells really nice. And that's really just like a sensory experience for us. But our skin cells don't recognize fragrance. And in actual fact, perfumes and even essential oils can make our skin more photosensitive to the sun, which means your skin becomes more sensitive to UV. And that's going to lead to things like premature aging, which, which we definitely no don't wants. want. No. <laughs> um, harsh and abrasive chemical exfoliants I'm always a little bit cautious of as well because skincare that contains really high concentrated glycolic acids and AHAs and some BHAs can actually go in and remove that top layer of skin and remove tiles from that skin barrier. And if we don't have a roof on our skin house, then everything in that house is going to be disorganized. There's going to be chaos. The people in the house are going to be miscommunicating. The walls aren't going to be great. There's going to be strips on the floors and, you know, all that kind of stuff. The electrics in the house are going to be great. There's going to be mold (laughs) growing. So a roof on the house, super, super important. Another thing they put in skincare is something called a peg. Um, And pegs remove tiles from your skin roof. And also internally, they can cause system toxicity. So remember, 80% of what we put on our skin gets absorbed into our bloodstream. And we'll definitely talk more about that in Mm. future episodes. Another thing they put in in skincare is something called a silicone or amines. And I always like to give the analogy of thinking, like think of that as like glad wrap for the skin. It's not letting your skin breathe. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll definitely cover an episode in the future on all the kind of things they put in skincare and what to look out for um, in terms of what you shouldn't be putting on your skin. Yeah, that's a whole topic in itself. For sure. Yeah. Environmental factors. We talked about that. Yeah, and environmental factors, you know, UV um, pollutants, overwashing, washing the skin with too hot water. So I always recommend, you know, cool, a cold to lukewarm water. And then another thing is if you're picking if you're popping, if you're scratching your skin, these are going to create little micro micro wounds and, and trauma to the skin as well. So just be conscious of that too. Um, and then depending on the climate, you know, really kind of harsh winds and stuff like that will disrupt that barrier. Mm-hmm. So how do we tell if our barrier is impaired? Yes. So uh, an impaired barrier is going to can potentially be redness, inflammation, dehydration, tight, dry feeling. Um, and any skin condition. So whenever I see a skin condition, whether it's acne, eczema, dermatitis, rosacea, psoriasis, I'm thinking that person's barrier is impaired. And my first job before I do anything else is to go in and repair their roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is why it's really important to get key foundational ingredients into the skin via skincare and also through nutrition to support that barrier defense system. So our skin is the largest organ in the body, but it's also the one that is least prioritized. So when we consume food, our body distributes the majority of nutrients to life-preserving organs. So, you know, our heart, our lungs, and our brain, uh, and the skin really gets fed like the dregs of what's left over. So if our diets aren't great or we aren't getting a good dose of skin healing nutrients, 
then we can see our skin really start to be compromised. So to repair and maintain our skin barrier function, it's so important to be feeding our skin with the right nutrients, fats, and proteins through the right skincare. So some important skincare ingredients are phosphatidylcholine, ceramides, triglycerides, squalene, and sterols. So all of these come from plant sources and are essential building blocks for our skin cell membranes. So think of these as like the tiles and the glue that are going to be repairing the skin roof, as well as making the surface skin cells nice and plump and juicy, yes. which we all want. <laughs> um, so getting nutrients through skincare is also really important for supporting skin cell functions. So minerals and vitamins such as, you know, your zinc, your vitamin A, B vitamins, vitamin C, and especially essential fatty acids. Uh, but it's really important to know when to introduce these ingredients into your skincare. So for some conditions, it's important to have a higher dose of certain nutrients in your skincare. However, say you've got an impaired skin barrier, we need to do a lot of foundational work before we even think of bringing in, say, a vitamin A or a vitamin C, because bringing in these too early when your skin barrier is not functioning properly can actually make your skin condition worse. So this is why it's really important to ensure that you're using a healthy functional skin brand that is feeding your skin all the goodness that it needs, but that is actually suited to your skin type and your condition is really, really vital. Yeah. And I just want to add in there, if our skin cells aren't healthy, if they're sick and um, sick and tired, really, if you apply something like vitamin A to the skin, then your skin cell doesn't have the capacity to really absorb that vitamin A. So let's go back first and do all that repair work before we can introduce those fun kind of more punchy ingredients like vitamin A and vitamin C. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and, and this is why it's really important to see a skin specialist. I mean, I guess if you're going to liken it to imagine um, your car breaks down on the side of the road. The first thing you would do, you would take it to a mechanic who knows all the ins and outs of how a car works. You wouldn't necessarily go on YouTube or Instagram to kind of work out how you're going to fix the car yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that car mechanic is going to get this really holistic picture of the whole car, knows how everything works, um, you know, intrinsically. So the same principle applies for skin. And um, the skin is a complex organ. There's lots of factors that influence skin health. And really seeing someone who understands it just means you get safe long-term results. And you'll get from A to B a hell of a lot quicker mm -hmm. and more effectively and, and, and safer as well. So a lot of people out there are purchasing lots of different skincare products and they're kind of chucking the whole kitchen sink at it and hoping for the best. Um, you know, how many people out there have half empty bottles sitting I in their cabinet yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they try something for a couple of weeks and then they're like, I don't, their skin doesn't like it or they get distracted and marketing sells them something else. So they go buy something else. So, so, um, you know, it's a hope it's these like empty promises that skincare companies will sell you, you know, heal your acne in 14 days or, you know, we will, this will do this and that for your skin. And it's like, okay, I'm going to try that. This is not working. And people are not even sticking to skincare long enough to see the results they're jumping all over the place so yeah it's really it can get really confusing in that sense yeah and also like that, those unrealistic expectations mm -hmm. you know acne is not necessarily going to take five days to heal so if Definitely someone's not. claiming that <laughs> um then you know have a little think is that marketing trying to hook you in or is that really really realistic um so yeah i you know it's, it's really i think it's time to get off that hamster wheel of excess skincare mm -hmm. and really 
go for an approach that's a lot more streamlined and effective for your skin. So seeing a professional who understands skin types, understands skin deficiencies, understands how to support each skin cell and structure in the skin, but also always having at the forefront of their mind, all right, we need to keep that barrier nice and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, yeah, this is why we do skin customized skincare prescriptions for all of our clients, because everyone's skin is unique to them and no one size fits all ever. So people have different skin conditions as we, skin types, sorry, as we explained earlier, and also different types of skin conditions within that same condition. So there are so many different types of acne. There's different types of dermatitis, different types of rosacea, and is everyone has different skin demands. So what your skin needs in winter is different to what it needs in summer. If you're a person who works in air conditioning inside, you need different things to, if you work out in the sun, your heritage, everything like that yep. is going to contribute to what your skin requires. Yeah, your age, if you're mm-hmm. pregnant, um, if you have internal stuff going on, um, if you're on medication, all of those things are going to be influencing your skin condition. And also another thing to note, the everyday person doesn't understand the back of a skincare product label. It's so confusing. It's very confusing. <laughs> Sometimes it's numbers. It's very sciencey. So I really let you know, we like to help streamline this process for our clients and, you know, explain some of those things on the back of their current skincare and just work out whether it's beneficial or not for their skin. Um, and then you don't have to be always playing the guessing game as to what you're putting on your skin. Mm-hmm. So I hope this gives you all a brief introduction to corneotherapy and our philosophy on how we approach uh, supporting skin health safely. So this is only scratching the surface of what we have to share. Yeah, um, but literally don't scratch the surface. <laughs> okay. Is that a dad joke? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so we have so much more to share with you on this topic and a lot, lot more to come. So we hope you have enjoyed this intro and found it of value. If you have any questions or topics you would like us to cover, head over to our Facebook page. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head over to our Facebook page, The Skin Series, or follow us on Instagram at theskinseries underscore pod to join the community or ask us any questions. We would love to hear from you. See you in the next episode.